Hey, yo, welcome to Two Spot Monkeys Live, episode 82. Uh, Tom here, joined as always with Jim. Jim, how are you today? I am good. How about yourself, Tom? Awesome, awesome. Well, well glad to have everybody joining us this week and uh, hitting us right off the top. You know, as you heard that, hey, yo, uh, you know, we start on a little bit of a somber note only because uh, this past week we saw, unfortunately, the passing of Scott Hall, uh, Razor Ramon. Um, and, you know, I was talking to a friend yesterday who is completely not a wrestling fan at all today, but did watch wrestling in the eighties and loved like Macho Man. And we just, you know, it came up when we were watching March Madness and he goes, it's crazy. Like that all of those guys from that certain era, like tend to pass away pretty early. And I go, and I go, yeah. And it's crazy to think too, that some of them are like, self-inflicted you know with you know demons over the years finally catching up and causing them to to you know fall prey to that or fall victim to that and some of them are just really weird unfortunate circumstances like the situation here with scott hall so um just wanted to start uh today's episode with a little bit of you know reflection on scott hall and um you know i'm gonna probably call him razor ramon more than scott hall because you know I loved him as Razor Ramon, a hundred percent. Oozing machismo was a thing that I tried to do, uh, you know, in middle school and high school when 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 Razor Ramon and Scott Hall were cool. I also had the chance to meet him at uh, like an uh, an on sale ticket thing um, at a lo- local like record CD shop, like in the early '90s, and it was just pretty fun. And I just remember him being. Cool, and I would love to go back uh, and live vicariously through myself again, um, and like you know, watch from afar that interaction, um, just because like I don't think I, I don't think I soaked it up like I would have if I you know you know you're like in awe. So, any big memories come to you? Uh, come to mind for you when you think yeah, of? I, yeah, Scott I never Hall? had the chance to meet him. Um, well, I had, I guess I had the chance, but I didn't take it. Excuse me, goodness, cough out of nowhere there. Didn't have a chance to meet that one. Um, I I saw he and Kevin Nash in 2009 take on the New Age Outlaws at an indie show in Wisconsin, uh, which was just kind of fun. DX versus the NWO. That was before, um, I think that was before the NWO had come in uh, to WWE. Maybe it was after, and they just hadn't crossed paths. Uh, it was definitely before the WrestleMania play button, Sting, Triple H, um, NWO, DX, you know, kind of showdown. Um, so so that was that was fun to see that match. Um, I remember Scott Hall from back in the AWA days. Uh, that was my first, uh, uh, what do you want to say, introduction to Scott Hall. Uh, was Big Scott Hall back in the AWA. I always thought he should win the title, and he never, he never did. He did win the tag titles with Kurt Henning. Sadly, also not with us anymore. Uh, but uh, and I, it was a it was a while before I realized that Razor Ramon and Scott Hall were the same person because uh, those characters were so different. In AWA, he had the Tom Selleck Magnum PI mustache, um, obviously no mustache, and you know I thought Razor Ramon was Hispanic for a while. Um, you know he played the character so well uh, that he sold it as you know he was that he was of some Hispanic heritage. And now we know, yeah, no, I, he wasn't uh, he's Scott Hall from Minnesota or where I think Minnesota. Uh, 
but he played that character so well. I was with you. I love the Razor Ramon character, uh, both as a heel and a baby face. I thought he was was great in both. Uh, in fact, he was kind of one of those guys that was a heel that was so over that they kind of had to make him a baby face eventually, I think, because everybody liked the character so much that they were like, they're cheering him anyways. We should probably just flip him. Uh, you know, probably when you think of the best wrestlers who have never won a major world championship, WWE, WCW, NWA, like old NWA, not current NWA, <laughs> um, you know, AEW, even if you want to throw that in there. Um, and I, I would throw the old a AWA in there too, because at one time that AWA title was, was very prestigious. Probably one of the best wrestlers to ever win one of those titles. Um, you know, I would, you, you could put Ted DiBiase in that, um, he never won the title. I know it got handed to him, but it got stripped from him two minutes later. So we're not counting that. Um, Ted DiBiase, you could put, uh, you know, Junkyard Dog, Jake Roberts. There's some of those 80s guys, I think, that you could put into those spots. But for the longevity that Scott Hall had at the top, whether it was his razor or then, you know, if you think about it, I, and I was listening to, um, I'm sure it was Fightful, because that's most of what I listened to. But they were talking about the butterfly effect. If Scott Hall doesn't go to to WCW, and if he and Kevin Nash don't, but but Scott was the first, um, all of the things that wouldn't have happened in wrestling. Uh, if Scott Hall, and again, all credits are fightful for this because I hadn't really thought it through, but if Scott Hall doesn't go, the curtain call doesn't happen. And the curtain call in, in MSG is why Triple H got punished. Triple H was supposed to win the King of the Ring that year. If Triple H wins doesn't win or wins the King of the Ring that year, Steve Austin doesn't win the King of the Ring that year. If Steve Austin doesn't win King of the Ring that year, he doesn't beat Jake Roberts and he doesn't say Austin three sixteen. I mean, holy cow! Like the butterfly effect of that. Uh, <clears throat> do I think Austin would have become a top guy? Yeah, he would have, but he wouldn't have had that moment that launched literally two days ago was Steve Austin Day because it's three sixteen. Like. Um, crazy crazy when you think about that <clears throat> and you can do the butterfly effect with lots of different things well if that doesn't then all of these things don't happen but then the nwo doesn't maybe form or if it forms it doesn't form i don't know if there's another three guys that could have been more impactful as the original nwo than scott hall kevin nash and hulk Hogan. i mean and that's revisionist thinking looking back on it i'm sure you're but... not wrong though because i'll say this the the mm -hmm. level of over even even in a downer business period time that you know Razor Ramon and Diesel Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were it they were larger than life and and yeah I do think it's a little bit of a um, a, a, a footnote of going what if you know in terms of Scott Hall having become a world champion even if it hadn't been a long thing um, right. you know I think on that you know, honestly the way they the way they flipped that WCW title while he was there, I'm shocked he didn't get a run. That, yeah, you nailed that 100. percent So, uh, but yeah, you don't have you don't have a takeover angle to the magnitude and the creation and the, the power of what the NWO became, and then the, the you know the way that it changed the wrestling industry and changed the power uh, dynamic uh, with WCW. If that's you know, and all with all due respect, I'm just going to throw two names out. You know, uh, Davy Boy Smith and oh gosh, um, well, I, I can't think of another WWF name at the time. But let, let's let's say it was Davy Boy Smith and Lex Luger. 
because Lex Luger, you know, I think he had been back by then, but let's say he hadn't. Let's say he had stuck around and didn't go to Nitro 95 uh, or WCW 95 and show up on Nitro. You know, those two coming back in May and June of 16 versus whenever they did show up. 96. Don't have the same impact um, of, of Hall and Nash. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's all the stories about who was the third man going to be. And, you know, Meltzer says it was going to be Mabel at one point and, and Eric Bischoff, you know, vehemently denies that, that it was ever Mabel. Um, he said there was conversation of it being Sting and that, that would have been the closest you could have gotten to the Hogan level, I think. Although was, you know, Sting's biggest over time frame was was that 97 run where he didn't work for the whole year he was crossing um and that doesn't happen without the nwo so you know him going into the nwo would have not been quite the same level uh and actually i learned this week in listening to the things on fightful that scott hall was the one who came up with the crow idea for sting um so there's another thing uh <clears throat> which i never knew that before if i did i had forgotten it um so yeah, May yeah. May twenty seven ninety six if and I didn't look this up and again we have just a, an incredible research team here at Two Spot Monkeys, um, so I can you know I could have asked them I didn't um, I think May twenty seven ninety six was when Scott Hall showed up on Nitro. Sounds do, about right. Do you do you remember? Did you watch that live? Do you recall? I most likely. So assuming Nitro was three hours at that point. It might have been. It might have been two. Or it, it might have been still two. I think at that point. I think I knew. There's, there's a shot. It could have been one because it was less than a year old at that point. That's true. And it started as one, then it went to two, and then eventually three. But I don't think three happened until after the NWO, um, which would make sense from a business stand standpoint. Um, I probably recorded the replay because I think they had a replay then um, that ran like right after Raw. Um, I think they basically played it back to back, if I remember right. And I usually recorded Raw live and the Nitro replay, um, because that Raw didn't have a replay. Um, but it's very possible I could have been watching it live and flipping between the two if I would have been home that night. Ninety six, I was just graduating high school at that point, so I probably was working, but. I don't remember exactly if I was. If I wasn't watching it live, I saw it that day, or okay. late that night. We were we were flipping back and forth. I watched it with a friend. We were flipping back and forth between Raw and Nitro because I was big into uh, the Pro Wrestling Torch. That was my that was my news source for insider inform, information back in the day. Uh, and you know the rumors were out there, and I think something came up that day. And again, the internet was not nearly the beast that it is today. Imagine Twitter and Facebook in 96 if he shows up, right? Um, you know, they go crazy now, you know, for a, for a, someone on SmackDown or Raw or NXT or AEW um, and how, how quickly that the word spreads. Uh, it wasn't as fast then, but it still was a big deal. But, yeah, I remember bouncing back and forth and yeah, him showing up in that, you know, all that all denim getup. Uh, looking just like Razor Ramon. <laughs> and talking pretty, just like Razor Ramon. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the announcers, I want to say, Shivani, I could be wrong, saying, you know who that is. Um, you know, so they, they leaned into it at first until they got a legal letter from WWE. Um, without saying 
that's Razor Ramon. They they were smart enough to not use the IP, but they they definitely leaned into early on the invasion, um, which they wanted to, and and until they got their hands slapped and told, hey, back off that just a little bit. Um, but by that point, Hall and Nash, as Nash came in a month later, were over enough in WCW that they didn't need the invasion piece of it anymore. They they could back off that and tell the story. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, and Scott Hall had lots of demons. We know that. We know he struggled with addiction. He's been very open about that. Um, he went to DDP's uh, <laughs> compound, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, home, and uh, and got got himself right, uh, which is is great. Um, and I'm. I'm so happy for him as a human being that the last, you know, I don't know, eight, 10 years, whatever of his life uh, sounds like, you know, he, he did really well in that realm. You didn't hear the stories of that anymore. So I'm hoping he got to enjoy life more uh, being clean and sober uh, than, than he did when he was struggling. Uh, And, and how crazy, like you said, that a blood clot after hip surgery, is what takes somebody who, you know, had he passed 10 or 15 years ago because of those demons, I don't know that I would have been shocked, um, sadly. Like, it would have been sad, but we would kind of would have been like, yeah, we kind of saw that coming. Um, I don't think we saw it coming here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had seen a month ago or so, three, four weeks ago, that he had broken his hip and, and was in the hospital, and I thought, well, you know, uh, the guy's had a lot of wear and tear in his body, let's be honest. So not shocking that, that something might happen, that he would break a hip. And, you know, that is a major injury for anybody. And he wasn't a spring chicken. Um, he wasn't an old man by any means, but <clears throat> he had the body of an old man, I'm sure, after all the years of bumps and things. So, uh, you know, that he would need surgery for a hip. But how many other re- older wrestlers have had hip surgery and been just fine? Uh, the Undertaker. You think about that. They they chronicled it on the last ride. Um, showed some pictures of his hip that I don't ever need to see again, because uh, I don't need to see the inside of anybody's hip. Um, just me. I'm maybe a little more squeamish than some. But uh, how crazy that after everything that man had been through, stupid broken hip um, is what takes him. I, it it almost feels unfair. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, any 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 favorite Scott Hall Razor Ramon matches? Uh, big Scott Hall. If you want to go back to the AWA, I loved when he and Kurt won the tag titles, just because that, that was kind of they built to that um, in the AWA. But uh, I mean, you gotta love the ladder matches with Sean. Um, those are those are huge. Um, I I also think back to when he lost to One Two Three Kid on Raw. Um, that was a a big moment. Um, that I didn't see coming when it happened, you know, and um, one, two, three kid had very much been kind of the jobber to the stars at that point. Um, you know, he might win a match against a nobody, but he wasn't, if he was in there with a name, he was going to lose. Uh, and then he got that win. And I mean, guy made a pretty darn good career for himself after that. Um, I mean, he's even working WrestleMania weekend this week, this year for GCW. So um, against Joey Janela, crazy, but uh, <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, so those are kind of the ones that stick out. I mean, and I know those are the the biggies, but I know he had some great matches with Bret Hart as well around the WWF title. Sadly, never won that belt. Um, but that he was a little early for what, when they were putting the belt on heels. 
Um, they, they, it was very much a babyface company at that point with the title. Heels didn't seem to have real long runs, so I'm not shocked he didn't get a WWF run in that in that first run. How about you? Yeah, so the latter matches for sure. WrestleMania 10 will always be. You know, I have a really soft spot in my heart for that whole show. Um, and, and again, it's it, there's two just amazing world class, you know, top notch wrestling matches on that show with the ladder match and then Brett and Owen in the in the opener, which is just an absolute clinic. Um, the SummerSlam follow up a year and a couple of months later was also amazing. Uh, again, it's hard to always come back, but again, two again, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels, two of the you know you know if you built you know. Uh, you know, a wing in the museum of like, you know, guys that could definitely uh, put on entertaining matches with almost anyone. Uh, Shawn Michaels leads the pack, you know, he's in that Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, Bret Hart category. Scott Hall isn't far behind. He's probably in that second tier of guys uh, that, that really is, you know, a capable second partner in a match. Um, I love the Bret Hart matches. Actually, the Bret Hart Razor Ramon King of the Ring 93. Um uh, quarterfinal match is uh, a really great match that I love as well. It's so interesting because of, again, the, the explosion of wrestling uh, when the NWO started. Uh, I didn't watch as much. I watched a, I watched a lot, I should say, but I don't remember like the big like moments or the big matches as much in that like 90, we'll say 96 to 99 range um, because, you know, there's just so much to consume. Um and again, you're in a different spot in your life at that time as well. Least favorite Scott Hall moment was when he zapped Goldberg to end the streak because it was just a dumb way to end the streak. Um, that wasn't Scott's fault, but it was a dumb way to end the streak. Yeah, um, Annette posted uh, WWE Action Zone, Razor123 Kid versus Sean and Diesel. Uh, Fightful has mentioned that one a few times. I need to go back and I I probably saw it back in the day because I watched everything. Um and I don't, but Action Zone isn't on the network, so I'm sure it's on YouTube or Daily Motion, or I'm sure there's places to find that. Um, I need to go back and watch that because it's been referenced a few times on Fightful this week that that was a really great tag match, and that it's different in that uh, Razor gets all the heat on him and then makes the hot tag to One Two Three Kid instead of the smaller One Two Three Kid getting all beat up and making the hot tag to Razor. Um, they flipped that script. And apparently it it just works really really well. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying to find some some time in a busy weekend to uh, to carve that out and and take you know ten or fifteen minutes and watch that. I can't imagine it's a super long match, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, R.I.P. Scott Hall. Uh, you're gonna miss bad guy. Uh, you know bad guys. Uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Is a great line. Loved Kevin Owens uh, referencing it with tough times don't last, but tough guys do on Raw. There are a lot of Scott Hall references. Of course, they found out just before they went on the air that he had passed. We'd learned earlier in the day that it was most likely coming. But, um, you know, kudos to the to the WWE for, I, I believe the video did air on Raw. I didn't watch all of Raw, but I believe in reading the report, um, they did eventually air, the, air a video on Raw. Some people were taking him to task that that didn't open. I'm like, but if they just found out he died, like you got to give, like, I know it's the popular thing and we do a lot of it here on, on two spot monkeys to kind of dunk on WWE and, and take them to task for things. Hey, they, they, they do a really nice job. Most of the time when one of their former stars, especially one at the level of a Scott hall passes away 
at, at honoring them. And, and they, I haven't watched the video cause I just don't want to, um, yet, but, um, they do a really good job on those. So kudos to them. I thought it was cool, you know, that pretty much every major company, you know, posted about it, at least on social media and, and paid their respects to him, whether he had ever worked for that company or not. Um, you can tell he's, he's at that level. He's at that level. He's a big one to lose. Well, I don't know how to pivot off of that, and especially to pivot to more well, big. I mean, big is a good way to transition, big. unfortunately. I mean, right. if we're looking at a word association. There you go. And unfortunately, still not great news. We're going to get to happier news later in this in this episode somehow, I'm sure of it. Uh, but unfortunately, Big E is the other uh, large topic this week, I guess. Uh, last Friday on SmackDown, Ridge Holland uh, hit him with a overhead belly-to-belly. Um, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, Big E didn't get rotated enough and get uh, flipped enough, whether that's from the throw, whether that's from Big E, whether it's a little bit of everything, um, landed right on top of his head on the floor. You know what? There's a one-inch mat or two-inch mat, if you're lucky, between you and the concrete. Um, broke his C1 and C4 vertebrae. Um, the C1... I was reading at least one doctor's opinion and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, if there's a complete fracture of the C1, that almost always leads to paralysis or death. Um, thankfully, his is a incomplete fracture of C1. But if it doesn't heal well, there's a lot of concern from that doctor, at least, about whether whether Big E would be safe to wrestle again. I think it's very premature <clears throat> to, you know, make any predictions on that <clears throat> excuse me i've got a frog in the throat this morning um but tom were you watching or or when you watched did you watch smackdown and if so when you saw this did you realize it was bad yeah didn't see it i didn't go back and watch on dvr i forget if i'd even taped smackdown last friday or not um Either way, like I saw the news coming out over the course of the night and then into Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, wow, what a bummer. And in that same, like, what a bummer, I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't want this to come across as negative because I really am glad that BG is well. But from, like, a career standpoint, like, I'm grateful that he, you know, I know we lamented, I think, here a few times uh, or took them WWE to task that they had, like, brought him back down to being just a tag team wrestler when I think that the ceiling is so much higher. If this were to ever happen and you would never want it to happen to someone, the timing here is career wise or creative wise, probably the best, uh, best being a very relative term. You know, imagine if Biggie was in, you know, on, on the track to being in the main event in one of the main events on one of the two nights. And then this happens that would really be super unfortunate. It's super unfortunate, period, because you're talking about the health and wellness of someone and you know the potential of them being able to have a longer career uh, or even just a good quality of life. And then there's this. Amazingly, Big E's been posting videos and has been in incredible high spirits, which just speaks to probably the, the, the true person that he is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Even the video he posted that night from the hospital, um, if you've seen it where he says, I can move all my digits, um, isn't that nice? And um, I mean, just kind of trying to like set everyone else at ease. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of 
you hear a lot of good things about the guy as a guy. Um, I think this just continues to show the kind of person, like you said, that he is, Tom. Um, whenever he comes back, whether that's in a wrestling role or any other role, whenever he makes an appearance, and I would say, if possible, I would love to see him make an appearance at WrestleMania. Even if it's in a skybox, they introduce him and he waves. You know, maybe you don't want him at ringside. If they move, you know, it was it was clearly setting up a six-man tag match between the New Day, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, which we can get to that later if we have to. Um, but, um, you know, if they move that to a tag match now, which I feel a little bad for Butch or Pete Dunn, as he should be called, um, because he probably is the odd man out if they move to a tag match, um, which is sucks for him too. Um, but I, I don't know that I want Big E in their corner for that match only, I mean, from a safety standpoint, like things can happen as careful as you can be, things can happen. Um, so I don't know that I want him at ringside. That would, I would, I would be more nervous watching Big E than I would be paying attention to the match if that happens. Um, but even if he's in the back or in a, in a skybox, like I said, in waves, the pop that guy is going to get. And especially if he actually is able to come back to the ring, you know, um, somebody on Fightful said this week, and I, I agree with them. The first time he says, oh, Pittsburgh or wherever they are that night um, on the mic. I mean, it's going to be a Boston level pop, I think, for the return. We'll, you know, we'll see. Now, when he comes back, and I'm going way ahead here because who knows if he will be back. Um, if he wants to be back, he'll be back, is my guess. Um, but medically, obviously, that's the most important thing, especially when you're talking neck and you're talking things that can cause potential, you know, paralysis or death um that's that's a whole different level than oh my knee isn't good um when they when that pop happens i mean they could bring him in on top and launch that guy to the to the level that you and i both think biggie should be at anyways um like you said they could turn this negative into a positive potentially down the road way premature to talk about i realize but the, the biggest thing is, though, hey, the guy is, he's walking. He's got apparently feeling in all of his extremities. Um, he's not in a wheelchair. He's not dead. Um, he's a lucky guy in a lot of ways because of how that happened. Um, I know I, I've heard many times from lots of different places that there's no heat on Ridge Holland. He went to the hospital. He was beside himself. You know, was very upset. Um, you know, felt terrible about it. It's pro wrestling. Things happen, you know, and my, like I said, I don't know. And I, and I think it would be conjecture for anybody to say they know what happened. Like did Ridge not throw him, you know, in the right way? Did Biggie not, you know, push hard enough off of him? Were they just two big sweaty dudes and, and they did the move and somebody slipped a little bit. Um, and, and so they weren't able to get the full rotation on that. I mean, who knows? And, and it's not important either. You know, I, Rich Holland has been cursed, it feels like, um, since he came up. I mean, he blew his knee out in like week two in NXT, week two or three, catching somebody, if I remember right. Um, you mentioned before we went on the air, you know, he caught Ricochet's knee square in the face and exploded his nose. Um, now this happens. Like, I I hope he doesn't, and, and two of those have been injuries to him, not others. Uh, 
I hope he doesn't get a reputation. I hope it doesn't hurt the Ridge Holland push because I do think they've got something in Ridge Holland. But man, he's felt a little bit snake bit here at the beginning. Yeah, not not an auspicious start uh, to to his career on on on, on, on it, from any angle, <laughs> both you know in you know, this which again freak accident, um, or you know him getting you know slow out of the gate because of injuries that he's had to endure himself. So yeah, yeah. yeah also, all all positive thoughts and healing to Biggie. I'd love to see him come back. You know, if he has a, a the ability to do so, and then continue to have you know a great you know, maybe a more materialized world title run than what we got at the end of 2021. I'd love for that to be the case. And I think that if you, you know, connect the human emotion of having had a broken neck. Comeback story, yeah. It would be even more amazing. So. And and how do you, like, and they did there for a little bit at the end of 21 when he was the champ. Talk about a guy that you want out representing your company. Like the personality, just the good naturedness of the guy. Like he could be so useful in, and I'm sure they they do utilize him, obviously pre injury, but in in this way in some ways. But put him at the top and having the face of your company, like visiting kids in the hospital and and doing those kinds of things. I I think he could be, and I'm I I felt this way before the injury, so this isn't just like injury bias, you know, or anything playing in. I think he can be a top, 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 top level guy um, who can be a great brand ambassador for your company. He can go in the ring. He can talk. You know, he's great on the mic. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not great on the mic. Clearly, I can't even say it. But um, like, just it's blown my mind how he's never gotten that opportunity for any length of time maybe this ends up being the impetus and wow, what a crazy way to get there. If, if it happens, um, or maybe he comes back and they just stick him back in a tag team and suck at booking like they have most of the time. But, um, crabby Jim, there he is. It's not um, like you said, suck it booking, but you said uh, suck at booking, suck, like, booking. suck it booking. <laughs> right. No, they don't do that which, anymore because triple H is in there. So, which is what you would say to them if they brought him back poorly, like suck it booking. Right. I, I was a, I was accused this week in a total uh, squirrel moment here. Accused, uh, I'm running a a bracket uh, pool for the NJPW Cup, uh, the New Japan Cup. There we go in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, I because I had only missed one match through much of the first two rounds. I did miss a second match. Um, I may have missed one this morning. I'm looking at the results; they don't make sense to me, so I need to find a different source. Um, I can tell you what happened if you're if you're looking for that. Are you? Have you seen it? Um, I, I can't. Did Hiromu beat Evil? Yes. With Evil's finisher, though. I don't. I didn't see. I didn't see how it played out. I just okay, the, it. the the result I saw said that Hiromu beat Evil with the end of Evil or whatever the. And I was like, isn't that Evil's finisher though? Like, what's going on there? Well, good. Hiromu screwed me twice. Good. Um. So. <laughs> um, I would only missed, like I said, one match through the first round, and then. Uh, Missed another one the other day, and and now this one I I believe pretty sure I had evil winning it this match. Um, and somebody said, well maybe Jim is really ghetto. Um, and I said, no, I would be able to book New Japan better than that guy. Um, so so there's that. Um, and the, the, yes. the final eight of this tournament do look good though. Like it makes me it makes me go, wow, I wish I had New Japan World. 
Right. I canceled a couple months ago. And I wish I had the time. <laughs> right. Then that's, I haven't watched a minute. I don't have New Japan World either because I, I like you, I was giving them $10 for nothing uh, every month. Uh, had no time to watch it. And uh, I, well, I guess I had time to watch it, but I was choosing to watch other wrestling. Uh, yeah, I, was I know. As I as I just said, I don't have the time. Like I I, I internally had an internal monologue or dialogue moment going. Well, you actually could make the time. Like think about all of the things that you give time to that you. Right, we all have the same twenty four hours in a day. Yeah. But um, and I do watch a fair amount of wrestling, so I just choose to watch other wrestling before New Japan. Uh, that says something to the booking, though, of New Japan. That's part of the reason that I haven't watched it. But I agree. the 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 final eight. I mean. It's an all-star team, no question about it. They haven't done anything funky with, uh, you know, putting Chase Owens into the Elite Eight or anything. Speaking of Elite Eight, we're not talking about NCAA basketball today at all because I've lost four of my Sweet 16 and one of my Elite Eight already. Well, I will tell you this. We won't, we won't, <clears throat> uh, we don't have to talk into our personal picks, but I just want to let you know. So we do a family challenge every year. It's been going, uh, this is year four. Uh, four i mean five if you know it would have been five if, if not for 2020 and the cancellation sure. um we did it in an informal way previous to that but there's you know something on the line for the family now we have a plaque um my poor son who's only 10 had a championship game of kentucky versus iowa oh so iowa lost before dinner last night so he was already like darn and I thought his Iowa pick was pretty astute. I thought there's a good shot. And I went to the eight. They were my lead eight team. Yeah, they won. They won the Big Ten tournament. They have. They can shoot the ball. They've got you know one of the best players in the country in Keegan Murray. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad pick. Um, on the other side of the bracket, I go Kentucky. I go that's also a great sleeper. And same. I mean, they were too. Yeah. St. Peter's got him. So he that that went that final went to went to went to its finish after he was already sleeping. So he woke up this morning and goes, Yo, so did they win or not? And I go, Bud, they didn't win. And he goes, My bracket is cooked. <laughs> and I said, Yes, son, your bracket is cooked. Yep. You are not winning, my friend. You are not winning. And I am not with four of my sweet sixteen out. I I had Colorado State into the sweet sixteen. So Shame on you. I can also say that I've watched absolutely no college basketball this year. So I was one of those folks filling out a bracket and just going, that seems like it could happen. I don't know. We'll pick that team. Um, that was my wife's uh, statement when she filled her bracket out on Wednesday. And I go, what do you actually have? I go, it's been pretty exclusive to Big Ten and people that Michigan have played, but I want to say you've seen more basketball than the average person <laughs> just by proxy of being around me. But. Right. Right. I need to move into the Bobo house. At least I'd see some basketball. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not any happening here. Um, yeah. So I, I figured my breath, I didn't figure I was you know going to win anything anyways, but when you lose four of your sweet 16 on day one, it's like, all right, good. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, my champion's still there, but you know, I'm also the one who picked Gonzaga, so so did like half the people in my bracket pool. So that's probably not going to do me anything. Um, I did have there is one person in our work pool who picked Kentucky, so I'm not as cooked as that one, but um, not good. 
anyways, squirrel moments there into New Japan and NCAA. You never know what you're going to get here on Two Spot Monkeys I mean, Live. Well, I mean, it is March, and it's March Madness. So, like, you know, if we had given our agenda to a little bit more thought, we could have gone back and said, hey, come to the table with the, the best wrestling tournament you've ever seen. We didn't, so I don't want to put us in the spot here. True. Uh, Maybe maybe a good topic for next week, though, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't have any head-to-head picks yet to make next week. We do in two weeks when it's going to be head-to-head-o-mania. Um, I, I was going to go pick-o-mania, but I like both. Yeah. Three three or four. Uh, we were talking about earlier. I, we're a little unsure if Supercard of Honor will get picked or not. It kind of depends on what they announce over the last couple of weeks, because I think it's interesting. I don't know if you noticed this, Tom, and I'm just going to click freestyle onto our thing because we are freestyling here a little bit. Um Ring of Honor has put out some stuff on Supercard of Honor this week, um, some promotional stuff. They have put it up for order on fight as well. It's 30 bucks, um, which I was a little bit like, ouch, that hurt a little. Um, they've not mentioned the word honor club at all. So I I went ahead and spent the 30 bucks so that I could, the earlier you buy on fight, the more fight credits you get, um, which are basically six fight credits is $6 to spend, but you have to have the full amount of an event to order it. I was able to get Bloodsport for free when I was ordering some of the um, collective shows because I had some fight credits built up. So I wanted the six credits. Um, I didn't want to find out, yeah, it's not on our club. And now I waited too long and I only get one or I don't get any credits. I had the money, so I spent it. If it co- turns out that Honor Club is still a thing and I could have had it for 10 bucks, well, it's $20 lesson learned then. Um, That's the night you'll be getting um, like a Red Baron pizza instead of ordering a pizza. Right, right, because now I spent $20 more than I shouldn't have. Um, But I think it's interesting in their advertising, uh, and we didn't plan to talk about this, so don't know if you've noticed it, they're only showing advertising the Alex Zane versus Swerve Swerve Strickland match, excuse me, and the Briscoes, which, of course, there's been a lot of stories about the Briscoes not working in AEW and whether Warner Media doesn't want that, or we've seen some other stories from other people, um, that we don't have to get into, but um, they're not mentioning Gresham Bandito, which is weird. We, and we know Bandito for sure is going to be in town that weekend because he's on yes. other shows. I don't know about Gresham, and, and, and I'm glad you brought this up. And I and and I hadn't thought about it, but I but you mentioning it, you're right. I have not seen anything since the purchase has gone down with anything that's featured those two guys. The other connection I'll make is going back to there was a GCW in Atlanta, GCW show in Atlanta last weekend, and it was supposed to be Gresham defending the Ring of Honor title against Blake Christian. And there was no no communication in any of the reports I read that that was not. So it seemed before the purchase that Gresham was kind of being the champion of his own world. And, 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 and understandably so, because maybe he was given directive by Ring of Honor under Sinclair to say, yeah, 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 because we want we want the Supercard of Honor match to be a, a big a big ordeal. And they they had to okay any of those Ring of Honor title matches still, and a number of them are being shown uh, this week and next week on the Ring of Honor TV slots. So got it, got it. So very very interesting. I wonder where that leaves things. I and, love John. I love Jonathan Gresham as a wrestler and as a talent. So I hope something sorts out with him soon. I don't. I don't need him to be Ring of Honor champion. Selfishly, in the fantasy wrestling league, I was loving his defenses because I was loving getting the points. Because they were um, a lot of them were happening on GCW shows, which we score, or or an Impact, which we score. 
Um, there is there are reports that Gresham is they're they're seriously looking at signing him to all elite and or ring of honor, um, you know, to Tony Khan land somewhere. Um, he was at dynamite the night before terminus two. So terminus two was in Atlanta. They were up somewhere on the East coast the night before I want to say Jersey or something. Um, and he was at dynamite visiting that night, the night before his own show in Atlanta. So there had to be, and that was like the week before the ring of honor sale got announced. So, there, something was afoot. Uh, Flip Gordon was also there that night. Who, who, who cares? Um, Jim's favorite wrestler. Goodness. Um, like, I get Jonathan Gresham being there. That's a smart move. Stop wasting your time with idiots like Flip Gordon. Um, while you're at it, don't bring in Austin Aries either. So, um, but never mind. I could get in a whole different uh, level of things. Um, I want to see the multiverse wrestling promotion of all of the guys that you don't like and then you're forced to book them <laughs> oh why, why do you hate me um, <laughs> I, I don't hate you i just think it'd be a, it'd be a fun exercise the heel turn from tom lobo <laughs> on two spot monkeys um so yeah something's up there i don't know it's just odd to me that gresham and mandito like like why wouldn't you be promoting that match and and they're not um, <laughs> and that says, tell us how you really feel, Jim. Um, yeah, there are a couple of guys, as you all know, I just, I have no use for, um, and that's, if this that's was my opinion. Yeah. If this was 2001 and we were talking about WCW, I'd be bringing and waking Evan Courageous across the coals. <laughs> okay. I couldn't stand Evan your... Courageous. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, that's yeah. a, that's a throwback for sure. That is, that, that was a name I, I if, if I had that on my bingo card that we Devin Courageous would ever get mentioned on Two Spot Monkeys this this year, I probably wouldn't have had that on my card. Um, unless we did a retro WCW review some week or something. Which, why? When there's all sorts of better stuff than early 2000s or late 90s WCW. The start of that conversation would go, well, we made it through. It, was, <laughs> right. it, it wasn't easy, but we made it through. And now let's talk about it. That would be, we have a fan who hates us, who asked that we would review WCW, whatever, from, you know, whatever. Um, anyways, the Ring of Honor thing is is strange. I, I made the comment to you, I think, before we recorded. I almost wonder if we're going to get kind of a, a mystery vortex type show from PWG, where maybe we don't know who's going to show up. And they just say, you know, we, these are the people in, that have already been announced that are going to be there. Um yeah, it's it's a weird strategy in a was, way because AEW is so intentional about promoting matches. Again, now I said AEW, right? But again, AEW comes from the brain of Tony Khan. Ring of Honor has been stated to have will be coming from the brain of Tony Khan. So why would you try a different promotional tactic in that space? You know, instead of just saying, here's the, the 30 guys and gals that are going to be on the on the card, say, for the Briscoes match against the Mystery Team and Zayn and Swerve, um, that doesn't fit the AEW approach. Because I think they want to draw people to the product. And that's why they're promoting matches to say, don't forget about Rampage. Don't forget about next week's Dynamite. I don't know. I, maybe, again, maybe I shouldn't be linking them because the idea might be that they are intentionally different. 
Well, I will say I just looked on Fight because I did buy it, as I mentioned. And in the description, it says on April 1st, Ring of Honor is back live on Fight and presents Supercard of Honor 2022. Already announced our first five matches, good English, and two of them are with titles on the line, ROH World Champion and ROH World Tag Team Championship. Again, good English. Uh, Jonathan Gresham faces off Bandito in a, goodness gracious, did somebody from another country write this? <laughs> faces off. He faces off Bandito. Not with Bandito. He faces <laughs> off Bandito. Apparently it's now the uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta movie. Um, in a winner-takes-all winner take winner match to determine who is the undisputed ROH World Champion. ROH World Tag Team Championship, the Briscoe Brothers versus TBA, Swerve the Realist versus Alex Zane, Joe Hendry versus TBA, Ninja Mac versus TBA. Which I feel like those are the last two are a little bit of, of stretches, right? Like, yes, I know they announced Joe Henry. Yes, I know they announced Ninja Mac, but just to, like promote them as it's a match against TBA. You don't know for sure. Right. They might be in a scramble together or something. I mean, it's yeah, I I I would like them to get more things announced for the show just because I'm curious. It's two um, weeks away. I right. mean, that's bananas. Like, I'm gonna be like when this card gets going. I will be finishing the first day of travel for our family spring break trip. Right. So there's no way I'm watching it live, but I'm going to be very interested. And in my and before I probably mute social media for a week, so I don't get anything else spoiled, I probably will check out what happens on the first. Yeah, I. Uh, I wish they would either start announcing matches or say. Supercard of Honor is going to be the biggest surprise night of the year. You know, Tony Khan loves him and some surprises. Um, so, you know, you you never know what's going to happen. You're going to have to tune in to find out or something like that. You know, I mean, then just tell us. We're not going to tell you what's going to happen. Spend the 30 bucks. It's going to be worth your time. I don't know how that works as a marketing strategy because it feels a little like, okay, but I could lay out my 30, 30 lay out 15 bucks, see what happens. Sure, lay out 30 bucks. I want to make sure I'm getting something from my money for 30 bucks. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Two weeks away, it's crazy to think. Uh, I took um, Thursday through Monday off. I think I might have mentioned that last week. Uh, and my intent is to, I'm gonna, well, my intent was to watch Bloodsport live at 3 o'clock on Thursday. That kind of kicks off the weekend. Um, I do have a trivia night at 7, which I need to leave here no later than 6, maybe a couple minutes earlier. And Bloodsport now has 11 matches on their cards, so I'm not sure I'm going to get through that by 6 o'clock. Um, but I'll watch as much as I can, and then I'll I'll finish it up the next morning if I have to. But And then Friday is just lock myself into a room with a TV and eat some food I probably shouldn't. And uh, and you're I know you're looking most forward to Janai Kai versus Masha Slamovich. Actually, I am looking forward to the Masha Slamovich, Slamovich uh, side of that. Uh, I guess... <laughs> This is the Janai Kai I, We Hate You podcast. Sorry, Janai. <laughs> Janai Kai, like, I was not impressed at Terminus, and I feel like Bloodsport isn't that far off of Terminus in that it's a grapple strike-based, you know, kind of thing, not character-based. Um, so I, I'm not expecting a lot out of her, but I don't know. Maybe she'll maybe she'll surprise me. I've seen her a couple of times, and she hasn't yet. But um, every. A lot of people seem really high on her. Um, and I believe, is it Thunder Rosa is her trainer, I believe? Um, so, I don't know. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, Tom, uh, I noticed, I saw, and, and sad day for you on one half, but you'll probably get to see her at the other show. Um, she is coming to the next Warrior Wrestling show in March here, the end of March, to relinquish the Warrior 
it's women's actually, title. It's actually the April event. It's actually the April. They, they, they've had they had their March event last Saturday. Okay. And then, then, then yeah, the next event is the 23rd of April in Indiana. And, they, yep. and, yeah, and then they go to uh, the St. Louis area in May, and then they come to my hometown in June. And I can't wait. Um, I did go ahead and peek because I have a buddy who lives south of me who's like, we're definitely going to go to that show, right? Because he wasn't interested in GCW, couldn't pull off AEW because of a family vacation. I'm like, yes, Warrior Wrestling for sure. He goes, what are you thinking ticket-wise? I go, I've never been before, right? so I really don't know what their ticket prices are. Well, Front Row is 100 bucks, which when you're bringing in Will Ospreay and other people – I think you can justify that cost. I had a little bit of sticker shock on that. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how the heck am I going to find $100 for that ticket if I get so lucky to be able to buy that. But I don't know if he's game on. But I go, gosh. And again, I don't even know what venue they're running here yet in Grand Rapids. We have a number of great venues. Um, I want to know where. So their, their summer series usually... Now this isn't this is the end of their spring series kind of so I don't know that they'll do their summer series had been a stadium series they had been running like high school football stadiums um, and doing outdoor shows now of course that was more because of COVID the last couple of years too so maybe they're not going to do that this year I don't you know I don't know the financials on all of that. if you look at their calendar the stadium shows begin in July oh, okay okay so, I haven't looked ahead because um, they just don't come to Nebraska so yeah, um, yeah. and again sorry we went a long way around the same topic but yeah unfortunately Thunder Rosa is going to relinquish her title for that promotion and understandably so based on what's transpired this what transpired in AEW absolutely um, Annette wanted to know will there be midgets uh, not a warrior wrestling although the, the midget show is April 2nd here in Kearney Nebraska um, I think I mentioned that last week uh, but that is Wrestlemania night and as bad as WWE booking has been, I'm not going to spend 40 bucks to go watch a midget, uh, a little person show. Let me be more politically correct, I guess. Uh, a midget wrestling show uh, instead of WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania, and it's still WrestleMania. Or $535 to uh, have a front row seat and then party for 20 minutes. With I, I was hoping you were going to lay that on us. Yeah, I know we had talked about that offline before, but like, yeah, for public consumption, like if you ever... If you if you are that well off where you can go ahead and drop five thirty five to party with the you know the the stars of of, of, stars. of micro wrestling league, then you are living your best life. Well, for a twenty minute party, it, I mean it's not even an hour; it's twenty minutes. And I like, I mean, what what does the party entail? We don't even right. probably have to get into it, but like, I, I imagine it's like. You know, nachos and salsa. <laughs> right. You know, and 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 there's you may get lucky if there's a Polaroid camera. <laughs> Probably true. Yeah, five hundred and thirty bucks. The, the one thing I would look into, Tom, with Warrior Wrestling, because I've seen it before. I don't know that hundred dollars might include admission to the meet and greet ahead of time. I don't know if it includes photos or autographs or not. You know, I don't know their setup on that. If it was a hundred bucks for a front row seat and you got to meet everybody like get photos and stuff like that's a heck of a deal at that point. Um, but I don't know how warrior works. There's um, eh, worth looking at. Yeah. And because I've made sure that I don't want to miss when they do release the, the on sale date or they announce the venue. Uh, I did like, like uh, go on Twitter and set where I want to be notified of everything that they post. And my phone has been blowing up nonstop. They promote really well, actually, on Twitter, yeah. Well, and because of what happened with Thunder Rosa on Wednesday, like, it was even more so. And I'm like, my wife goes, what's going on with your phone? And I was like, 
I was like, do I really want to talk to you about this right now? Do I really want to tell you the truth? The worst part is if you say nothing, it's actually going to sound worse. Um, <laughs> and and Her name and, is Rosa, okay? <laughs> um, I found out that SmackDown is coming to Grand Rapids as well. SmackDown is coming on Friday, May the 20th. Uh, and so my son has been longing to go to a wrestling show. Um, I did take a peek before tickets go on sale today. The pre-sale tickets, the prices are stupid expensive. Like if you think I'm paying $80 at, at the low end to go to SmackDown, you are off your mind. Like I would rather tune in on Fox here locally, you know, than spend $80. Get a good pizza, and, right. Good grief. Um, Annette did say, and I see she's not currently watching live. She probably had a delivery to make. Uh, I think they're going to serve mini wheats at the uh at the party with the micro league got it well, well played in that well played got it um tom we had stand and deliverer here on the list um we're, but we're freestyling too I, I know you haven't seen nxt for this week and you may or may not get to it i'll be honest i haven't seen it i've read the results um i may or may not get to it because my week's been crazy my weekend is busy aew will have excuse me we'll have uh my first, uh, I don't know what I want to say. They're my first priority when I get a chance to watch some wrestling this week. And, and I'm 75 minutes in, and it's been really enjoyable. And I thought I think there's been some really strong things. So I look forward to, you know, hopefully if, when we come together a week from today, um, if if we can catch up on this week's episode and then hopefully next week's episode as well, um, which I have no idea what that even looks like yet, right? Because um, they have I haven't even been able to see what they're advertising yet. But right. yeah. There's some, there, there, I think there's some newsworthy things now. Again, as we're transitioning away from post-revolution, and on the the long road to, uh, to double or nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I'm, I love most of what AEW puts out. You know, I just sometimes there's some things that I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of pointless. Um, but that's going to happen on any wrestling show. So yeah, well, um, dynamite well, I feel that far less. Rampage is where I occasionally feel like, okay, that was a thing they did. Dynamite lately has just been like big thing, big thing, big thing, big thing, big thing. Um, I saw, I see that the Hardys have their first match against Private Party, which I'm like, well, we got there right away. Okay, um, it's yeah. clear they were headed there, but I was like, wow, okay, we're not even going to do like the Hardy Boys versus you know Chaos Project or something for their first win, um, or some tag team that you know or a dark order tag team, or a, I guess they're all baby faces, but um, yeah, we're going right to private party. Okay. Interesting. Um, I did see somebody posted on Twitter. Um, Jeff's outfit on Wednesday night. And did the Hardys wrestle in the first 75 minutes or no, no. So I'm That's where I'm at. Like they, oh. I, the intros for that match have happened and that's where I paused. And, um, and this isn't a spoiler in any way. The outfit that he's wearing is the exact same outfit that's in his WWE Top Picks uh, elite figure that's currently on shelves. I saw that figure this week, and that's why I probably looked at him and said, that looks familiar. I didn't make the connection. But, so yeah. look at Jeff Hardy making sure people want to run out and buy that figure because he's still going to get his residuals off of that figure. Not a bad business move, Jeffrey. Um, I'll give you credit for that one. Smart move. Um so stand and deliver, they've fleshed out the card a little bit more this week. Um, and and you're okay if I spoil these things? Yeah, yeah. So I actually have it pulled up too because I wanted to be have a point of reference for our, our conversation. So and we'll be making picks on this in two weeks. Uh well, just under two weeks now when we record actually on Thursday, 
uh, the 31st. Um, we're both off of work that day. So maybe we'll even put it out on social media that we're going to record live and you can interact with us on YouTube, which you can do anytime, but we don't often uh, promote when we record. Um, <laughs> but maybe we'll do that for that show. And if people have time to, to pop on like Annette does and, and drop comments, that'd be fun. Um, so we'll be making picks in a couple of weeks on this show, but they're fleshed it out a little bit more. Dolph Ziggler, as we expected, is defending the NXT title versus Braun Breaker. Uh, the NXT tag titles is going to be a three-way match, which it kind of seemed like last week they were headed that way. MSK, the Creed Brothers, and Imperium. I'm a little bummed by that, but it's okay. Um, I, I wish the Creeds, having won the Dusty Cup, would get a one, a, you know, or a two-on-two, I guess, match. Uh, the women's title, Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose, which I kind of saw coming and, and I like, actually. Uh, the, NX, uh, the North American title ladder match has one of its uh, four challengers decided as Santos Escobar defeated Cameron Grimes, which I was a little surprised by that, to be perfectly honest. I thought Grimes was going to win that match. Um, so Car Carmelo Hayes and Santos are in the ladder match. Three more to go. Uh, they do have two matches next week. Qualifiers, and I don't remember now what they are. Roderick's in one of them, I know. Um, and then the, uh, I, I wondered last week who Tony D'Angelo was talking about. We found out this week it's Tommaso Ciampa. I don't know how I feel on that totally, but Ciampa was giving a goodbye promo. Um, so it seems like he may be moving on from NXT, probably to the main roster, which is interesting because Ciampa always said if he had to do that travel schedule, he would, he wouldn't have signed. Um, so has something changed in his own mind? Have they given him? Maybe he doesn't have to work all the house show super shows, which I would be stunned if he doesn't. Um, and how much are they going to just forget about him on the main roster and Tommaso Ciampa will be released in a year, um, which I hope isn't true. But um, but Tony D'Angelo kind of having a little edge to him this week and, uh, you know, saying he needed to take out a big fish basically to, to establish himself to kind of like that that story of D'Angelo wants to make himself the man in NXT. What does he have to do to do that? He's got to take out a guy like Ciampa. That makes some sense. Whether I think D'Angelo is great in a ring or not, um, I can get behind the story they're telling there at least. Um, so this is their second. I was going to say, a knock on booking. If you knew you were going to transition Pete Dunn to Butch, you could have used Pete Dunn in this spot all the same. True. Very true. Although, if you're trying to establish D'Angelo as wanting to be the top guy, I think Ciampa is a better person to do that against than Dunn. I don't think Dunn ever quite had that level in NXT. Should have. Should have been the NXT champion at some point in my mind. But but agreed. Um, although I don't know that they knew they were going to transition Pete Dunn to Butch until probably 10 minutes, well, sometime earlier that day because Sean Rassap did announce or did report that something stupid was going to happen. He wasn't sure what it was, except that it was somebody named Butch. Um, we need you. We need you in uh, wherever we are. Butch. I uh, think, and, and I apologize if I said this on the show. I don't know if I said it before we recorded or on the show. You, you've spent a couple of years establishing Pete Dunne on a show that airs on USA Network. As Pete Dunn. This is my same argument with Gunther and Walter. You, you've spent time on either your own network or on a, you know, a show that airs on USA, establishing these guys under names. And then at least you gave Seamus a line to kind of explain the name change to Butch, which is more than they've done many times. So at least they're acknowledging, although they won't say his name. You, Well, we know him under a different name. 
say his stupid other name. Um, but we know him by his nickname of Butch. And then we know him by his nickname. The cast of the Newsies comes walking out. Um, or Newsies, not the Newsies, sorry. Um, or Butch from the Little Rascals. I've heard that reference too, and it's it's a good one. Um, yeah. I like Pete Dunn being on the main roster. I don't even mind the pairing with Sheamus and Ridge, except as I mentioned to you before we clicked record, I've always thought Pete Dunn was a little bigger than he was, but when he's standing next to two giants um, and Sheamus and Ridge are both really big guys, let's not, you know, that's part of it, but he looked really small compared to those two. So I just don't want him to turn into the comedy fodder that I think he's going to. Um, I don't know. Although he also looks a little like Hook. Got the, the white tank top on, the crazy hair. I mean, he's got a little bit of a hook look to him. Um, you know, smaller than most. I don't know. So this is their second kind of takeover-esque event since they've gone to 2.0. I think it's their second one um, where it's been off of a Tuesday. It hasn't been a, a branded Tuesday show. Does this feel, it, it, again, I know they're not using the word takeover, but let's just talk about it in that world. Does this feel takeover worthy or special event, premium live event worthy? When I look at the the lineup as it is right now, I, I do think there's there's good things there. Like I, I think they've done a great job building Cora Jade. I think that, you know, as much as we might go, okay, gosh, Dolph Ziggler is the guy that comes down and takes the title. Braun Breaker has a clear, you know, argument that he was never pinned, you know. So so and, and again, and if people are getting into him. They're going to want to see him, you know, get revenge and get the title back. Again, I feel very strongly that I think that there's an ideology in WWE creative that they're going, well, Dolph's a big name. So Braun's going to beat him and he's going to, his stock's going to rise. Probably some truth to that. I think it's also misguided in terms of like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be banking on the Dolph Zigglers of the world with the way you've been treating him <laughs> to be, right. to be the guy that helps raise someone. You know, Tony D'Angelo being raised up by Ciampa within the context of NXT 2.0 makes a lot of sense. It's a little more forced with Dolph and Braun Breaker. Um, when the you tag... spent 10 years telling us that Dolph Ziggler's a loser. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the tag match, um, the creeds have come a long way in a short period of time for me. I think, though, there's still a lot of room to grow. So I think that having Imperium and MSK being the glue pieces to help this match have some, you know, um, the sticky substance to keep it all together makes a lot of sense. Um, and and then the, the ladder match, I think, I think that has a shot without even knowing the remaining three that'll be in to really be like a, a, a potential weekend show stealer if given the opportunity to. I, yeah, I agree with a lot of those thoughts. Um, I mentioned the Dolph stuff. I, I see what you're saying in the tag match. I will say they cut up the Creed brothers cut a promo on Tuesday. Um, you, you put Malcolm Bivens with him for a reason. <laughs> Let him talk. Um, I mean, they've got a lot of energy. They they screamed really loud um, into the microphone, but it it felt forced. And they're they're new. They're young. They're they're new to the business. Like I get it. But that's why you put him in Diamond Mine. That's why you gave them Malcolm Bivens. Like, that guy can talk crazy good. Let him talk for them. Let let them be your road warriors, basically, or whatever you want to say. You know, your team that just comes in and tears people up. 
and let him talk for them. That's like, you set the formula up right. Now use it. Stop letting them do the promos. Um, just, you know, I, it kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Um, speaking of which, somebody had the idea, again, on a Fightful podcast, uh, squirrel moment here for a moment. Davy Boy Smith Jr., Harry Smith, whatever you want to call him, got released in the last set of the releases. He's a free agent now. Um, he used to team with Lance Archer as uh, as a tag team. Their name escapes me. Um, Annette's not on right now, or I know she probably could tell me. Um, Killer Elite Squad. There they are. Killer Elite Squad. That's what it is. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back, throw another tag team, have them be the, the beat-up-everybody tag team in AEW. I think that could be fun. Um, sorry, squirrel. Um, stand and deliver, though. That ladder match is going to be friggin' awesome. Um, and I was going to look up um, qualifying matches for stand and deliver. Two more stand and deliver. There they are. Um, so those two matches are Roderick Strong versus Sola Sokoa and A Kid, who won his debut this week, uh, versus Grayson Waller. Interesting. Man, I feel like I feel like A Kid and Grayson Waller both deserve to be in this ladder match right. from just from just a diversity and like you know guys that can help flush out the craziness. Um, I would love to see Roddy in it too, but <laughs> I feel like Solo Sokol might be the guy to go with, which would be kind of like uh, I don't know. That's just, that, that's the weird part about NXT 2.0 still for me. It's like who do they really want to get behind? Because there are guys that and gals that. I thought we we're like going to be like part of the new the new era, and they've taken losses. And again, I we we can beat a dead horse. They they don't really care what what wins and losses mean. They think we don't either. But that's not true. I I could see Roddy getting in, and then either a kid or Grayson probably Grayson wins it and gets in, and then I could see on that Tuesday night right before stand and deliver. Um, doing a match with Cameron Grimes, Sola Sokoa, and A-Kid for the last spot, which they've kind of done that in the past um, for some qualifying things. And then maybe put A-Kid over in that triple threat and get him in. I agree. If it was uh, Carmelo Hayes, Santos Escobar, Roderick Strong, I'm not as high on Grayson Waller as some. I think he's got potential. I just don't think he's, he's not clicking for me just yet, but the way they're pushing him, he's going to be on that show. Um, and a kid, I, that's, that'd be a heck of a ladder match right there. Um, you know, Waller will do some crazy jump off the ladder spot. Um, Cause he's, that's kind of one of the things he does now is crazy spot. So, um, and then you have the added bit of, of Sangha there to, you know, interfere in the match and do some sort of crazy power move and push the ladder over and it works. Um, that'd be my guess if I was going to book it with, with the way they've set it up. Like if I booked what they now have, I Roddy, I think could be a good glue piece in that ladder match to kind of help make it make sense. He's much more a veteran than any of those other guys. Um, although Santos is a pretty long-term veteran as well, um, to help put that together. I think Roddy would make a lot of sense in there. It'd be interesting to see. And it'd be interesting as we, uh, get a chance here in a couple of weeks to pick that show, um, along with WrestleMania and a whole slew of matches that are going on there. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be interested to see how those WrestleMania cards 
uh, come together in the next two weeks. Because right now, as I look at them, the scales are not even, in my opinion. And I won't go into it. Sunday is a bigger show right now. That absolutely, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, which is crazy when Stone Cold Steve Austin is on Saturday. Um, so that's crazy. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I still think we're getting Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. We'll see where it goes. I I still think that's. I, I laid it out in in the group where we we've got some friends this week that I think it could be a Hardy Boys esque. Um, uh, not that there's a mystery team like there was in that, or, or I don't think they'd even announced a mystery team. I think if I remember right, New Day came out and said, there's another team added into this match. Who could it be? Who, 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 who? Um, and at that moment, I was like, well, it's either the New Day or the Hardy Boys. That's, you know, um, and it was the Hardy Boys. But I think I could see Seth coming out and saying, I'm hijacking WrestleMania. You know, this show isn't continuing until I get a match. Somebody get out here and give me my WrestleMania moment. And then, Wrestling has more than one royal family hits, and we're off to the races. I, I could see that. I think it'd be a cool WrestleMania moment. It would. It would be. Uh, anything else in wrestling you're thinking about, Tom? Or well, so I'm excited that um, Rampage tonight will be after March Madness because uh, on, on TNT specifically, because uh, oftentimes Fridays just get away from me with you know the end of the week. People come home from work, school, we're headed to the weekend. I often forget to, you know, specifically record on DVR um, or tune in. But with that being right at the end of March Madness, I, it's a long day of basketball here. Um, and I, I'll be b- bouncing around. So I'll probably continue to watch that um, unless there's a, sh- a game on that's close on another channel. But I won't forget to record Rampage, which will be good. Um, and I, I have to say, I, I appreciate that we're in the wrestling league together and I have to score every other week because if I didn't have to score, I would probably watch a lot less wrestling. Um, WWE specifically. I don't want I love it. I love AEW. Uh, I am, you know, I'm very high on that, you know, which is again, when I talked about the SmackDown tickets about 10 minutes ago or so, and I, you know, complained about those prices, didn't have that issue when it came to AEW and getting into their Michigan debut uh, for the month of June. So Again, you, 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 there's there's a value assigned, and, and there's high value for AW for me and WWE. Eh, we'll see. Not, not as right. Well, just just the fact too that you were you weren't willing to pay eighty bucks to go see SmackDown, but you might be willing to pay a hundred bucks to go see Warrior Wrestling. Yeah, yep, and 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 and, and again, it's a different experience for sure, and right. different talent. Uh, and when when you know here in the next you know little while when the, actual, the tickets actually formally go on sale. And I'm looking at more than just what's available on presale. We'll be able to really see then, you know, what is the what is the get in, what is the low get in price point. And right. I'm lucky that I live close enough to the venue where I could literally drive downtown, grab tickets, um, and not pay any of the stupid extra fees. When you buy, when you buy them online, you're getting raked over the coals. Oh man, yeah, with hot oil being poured on the coals at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's what we've got this week, then, Tom. Uh, next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about favorite wrestling tournaments. That'd be a fun topic, actually, I think, to talk about. Um, there's some good ones out there, certainly, and and some that I'm sure I've forgotten about. So maybe we'll uh, plan to talk about that a little bit next week and whatever happens in the world of wrestling, little AEW, um, since we didn't really get into a lot of AEW this week, try to be caught up on that and, uh, and talk more AEW, because we know that on the 31st, uh, when we're recording that massive show, 
uh, the only AEW we'll talk about is how it relates to Ring of Honor, most likely. So um, we'll try to get a little more AEW in uh, next week. But uh, everybody be safe out there. Have a great time. Enjoy the weather if it's nice. Stay warm if it's cold. If it's like here in Nebraska where it does both of those things in the same day, wear layers. I don't know. Um, but uh, we will talk to you next week back here on Two Spot Monkeys Live.